think of how much beauty you have in your life. Why are you putting your worth on these measurable things when these aren't the things that I think sustain me? Who's judging your failure? When I shifted that mindset, it set me on this path where it was like, okay, well, like, what is feeding into me? tidings and a happy spooky season to you all. I have been loving the month of October just doing all kinds of fall activities and really enjoying the beautiful change in weather and leaves and all the Halloween good stuff. So I'm happy to be back with episode six and this week's guest Ariana Mack is a podcast host of her own as well as a lifelong friend of mine. I absolutely love her and I know you're gonna love her too because her wisdom is just so tangible. You guys know I am hooking you up with a great episode this week, including a special surprise return from one of our Gumption alumni that will get you thinking about booze, the liquor or the ghosts. You decide. Ariana and I actually sat at my kitchen table and painted pumpkins the entire time we were recording this episode. So I hope you feel the festive vibes through this recording. And without further ado, world, meet Ariana Mack. Hi. I just want all of you to know this is the coolest thing I've done all week. So (laughs) I highly doubt that. For those of you listening that know Ariana, you know that she's an awesome person and does cool things all the time. But Okay, this paint is, it's like not coming out. It's really, it's going to explode. I know it. Is it the same one? Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I knew that was going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, so if you hear disgusting noises, everyone, that's, we are painting. We are painting pumpkins and that's the origin of the noise. But I wanted to have Ariana on the podcast because she is a longtime good friend of mine and a person that inspires me and also... I might say, has a lot of gumption and uses a lot of gumption in her life. And that's literally coming from Lily, who is like a literal ray of light, so. Oh, I sometimes wonder if people listen that don't actually know me. Like if someone ever finds this on their Apple podcast, it comes up as a suggested and they're like, who is this girl? People always say nice things. I'm like, you guys really make me out to be better than I am. (laughs) No, not at all. At least they get to see a glimpse, you know, like it's consistent through people. Well, I feel like they get to see a glimpse of all the awesome guests. So we'll just, we'll agree to disagree there and be like. (laughs) Absolutely. So we are attempting an artistic endeavor and we'll see what that finished product ends up looking like. But yeah, it was a fateful day in uh, (laughs) high school. Um, Actually, the first day of classes where Lily and I decided to, against our better judgment, take... AP Physics as eager freshmen (laughs) somehow found our way to the class together and were greeted by a group of boys who were all we're still friends with all of them now but they were like um regular physics is that way and we were like we're supposed to be here do you remember that I do remember that (laughs) that was awful how could I not remember because that was a foundational moment for our future (laughs) women in STEM endeavors absolutely they thought we were in the wrong classroom and we Absolutely. may have been the worst two people in the class, but does it matter? <laughs> does it matter? No, because we stuck it out. <laughs> and absolutely, at least for me, I was definitely the worst in that class. I, I think, I, I don't know, 
might have been an equal race. <laughs> I just remember we had this one quiz. It was probably in the first month of school, and it was vectors. So it was like the most basic physics thing ever. It was this short quiz. It was like 10 points, and I got two questions right. And I remember being like, oh, no. <laughs> this is how it's going to go. <laughs> the and evil had started. <laughs> it really had. And... You know, we stuck it out with the help of our friend Maddie. We were able to pass, but our finished product for our final project, we should talk about that because that was a disaster. It was, I mean, we I think we had like three weeks to do it and it did not land on its feet until two days before. And even then, <laughs> can we really say that what we produced landed on its feet? No. It was good in any capacity. Yeah, that's a really... You know, great point. It was so bad that our <laughs> physics teacher was like, you were able to make a pile of junk into a masterpiece. And we were like, The oh, worst part is you? he wrote it on our, like, grading assessment. So I'll always have it. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just saying it verbally so that we might be able to forget it someday. No, no. Like, he had to put it in writing and be like, you guys really turned trash into treasure. I think we made... What did we make? An electrified dollhouse out of mm -hmm. cardboard? Out of cardboard, yeah. And I Ooh. want you to know my mom, that was her party topic for years after. It was like, guess what her <laughs> physics teacher said? I swear, which one of us had it? Because I feel like one of us kept it for a while. Maybe it was me. You, Yeah, you kept it, and then you asked if anyone wanted it. And then I was like, oh, I could take it, I guess. And then Maddie took it after me. So it was like the sisterhood of the traveling house. The sisterhood of the traveling electrified doll. <laughs> and I just remember we spent so much time on the refrigerator and getting the door so that when you opened the little cardboard door, the light would turn oh on. Oh my gosh. And it was like all of our work. Literally, it was just wires touching each other, like <laughs> bare wires. But this was the be all end all of my existence for those three weeks trying to figure that out. I really thought I was going to be an engineer after that. and I did too. That is not what happened. I went as far on the other side of STEM as I could from physics. Fair. <laughs> but STEM nonetheless. Physics, arguably, it's a hate it relationship. Like, <laughs> even when you love it, you always hate it. It's always and torturing I stand by me. that. I think my physics friends would agree. That was a really good assessment. Yeah. <laughs> no, you. very much, very much so. But yeah, so we met our freshman year, and not only did we have that class in common, we also had every other class we took in common. Every single class. So I saw this girl... <laughs> Every single class of every single day and often lunch and, you know, whatever else we were doing. All the time. So if that isn't a testament to the kind of fun and energetic person Ariana is where you don't get sick of seeing her <laughs> every single day, I don't know what is. And but. literally ditto to Lily. I also think we just like unfortunately merged our humor. <laughs> by, by the time we were halfway through freshman year that it was kind of like there's no way you could get sick of each other because we think we're so funny we, we do and i think we are at this point <laughs> now we'll have a recorded version to the test and people can decide for themselves if we're as funny as we think we are so here we are all these years later doing our little wholesome fall activities but Ooh. i wanted to bring ariana on the podcast specifically because she is also a podcaster. Now, her podcast brings me a lot of joy, but the subject matter of it, too, I think is something that definitely relates to gumption in kind of like a specific way. And I wanted to bring that perspective onto gumption and, and sort of talk about how faith and spirituality 
are important to living with gumption and to establishing that part of your life. Wow, that was really well said. If you could talk about kind of how you told me how you started the podcast, because I think the story could be really fun for our listeners to hear how that came about. Oh, yeah. Well, that is such good news. Um, (laughs) But basically, I like in a lot of faith based settings. And the more I was going through college, the more I realized that when people talked about God, they couldn't talk about their relationship with God in like a tangible way, or they just didn't perceive God in a close knit type of manner. And that's just the complete opposite of my relationship. Like I always, I always like to ask people the question, like, if you could choose one attribute God really relates to, what would it be? Like, is he like a father to you? Is he like a a friend, friend, stuff like that. And he's, my answer has always been a friend. Like, I'm always like, yeah, Jesus is my friend. Like, I'll call him right now. Like, don't don't play with me. But, um. I love that. I think that's the best (laughs) approach to take. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's, I just think it's so effective. And I realized how tangible God became to me. So I wanted to make a podcast that made him tangible to other people, you know? And just a glimpse of the way I get to see my relationship with God in case it helps them in any type of way on their faith journey. I don't see how it couldn't because I know for me some of the most important moments in my faith life or just even bring like different ways to be spiritual and to be a person in the world that believes in more than myself. Absolutely. Not even in like a religious way sometimes has been learning through other people's experience and a story they've told or something that was a realization for them and it's kind of like an aha moment for you too i love that so much my dad always says that he likes to see religion people's quest for man but like relationship (laughs) with god is like god's quest for us you know it really is and you know thinking about it like a friendship is cool too because even if you don't believe in god like i think about the world that way too it's not just a one-way relationship and i guess a lot of that can be said for the way we interact with the environment too. The earth and the world are not just here for us to do things too. Like it's a yeah. it's a two-way street and that always helps ground me when like things feel far away and unreachable. Absolutely. And I also think my faith journey has always been about trying to find some better type of wholeness and you know spiritual well-being is just so much more important than we give it credit for, you know. It is. It really is. And having to invest in it and contribute to it is just so important for any walk of life any faith you have as long as you are in a position where you can look at what you believe and like see oh there's love that i get out of that there's like joy i get out of that people have to take the time to reset in whatever way works for them and kind of understanding their own well-being in relation to everything around them and i know i've had moments where wow okay i need to connect with my body i need to connect with nature like I just feel very disconnected, and I think spirituality is the prime way to do that. It's inspiring to hear that you took it to a creative form and decided to podcast about it, too. Yeah, which is, it's nice because I try to pick topics that are, like, you can talk about, you know? like Yeah. One of my favorite episodes is about grief, and it was very much like, this is so real. Like, I can't just go on here and be like yeah guys I believe in God and you have to believe in God it's like no like I went through a grieving time and this I don't know impacted me and I hope it impacts you in some way hearing about it I really appreciate that because even with gumption a lot of things I talk about on here are pretty lighthearted, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that but it definitely is a different approach 
to thinking about things deeper. It's almost a refuge and a little bit of an escape to just be like, wow, you had a terrible day. Let's like laugh about something stupid yeah, uh, or put funny music behind it and whatever. In order to do things with gumption, I think you do need to have those moments where you're more internal and thinking about how you're feeling. Like you said, just being real about it and not everything is always silly and crazy, but those parts are just as valid. So I love this podcast Um, because it just, it really just brings so much joy and just, I have a breath of fresh air when I turn it on, seriously. Stop, I'm cheering. But, (laughs) but I genuinely think one of my favorite parts about Faith is that from those serious moments or maybe even like honestly low moments or something that I may go through, the way I'm able to like conquer it and find peace in it or some type of understanding, yeah, that source flows out of me and other things. So when I laugh, it's like more humorous because it's like, oh my gosh, I remember a time where I couldn't actually tap into yeah. it. It makes me want to be better in my faith because it's like, oh my gosh, my whole life can be an example of like, oh, I'm spiritually well. Like I can hang out with my friends and not have to be super deep right now and be so spiritually well. Oh my God. I literally love what you just said. My life can be an example. (laughs) It is so true. Sometimes, some days you're just like, I can't, I I cannot deal with this. I just need to go like out and get drinks or watch a movie or just, you know, dissociate playing wordscapes for three hours (laughs) like I do. By the way, that is a shameless plug. I play wordscapes, 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 tongue twister at this point. It's basically crossword puzzles, but they have pictures of nature in the background. (laughs) You're like... It is so fun. It's so fun. I'm on the fjord level right now. (laughs) It's literally just pictures of glaciers. I'm so exposing myself, but... That actually sounds so peaceful. I can't lie to you. It brings me joy. I'd love to see it. No, wait. I'm actually going to download it after, and then you're going to get a picture in, like, three weeks where I'm like, I'm on level 100. You better (laughs) friend me, because I don't have any friends on there. It was kind of like, do you remember the craze where Words with Friends was really big? Yes. And people would link it through Facebook? Well, it's similar, but I don't think anyone still plays it there's definitely people on the leaderboard so i know someone plays it but it's probably like a 70 year old man or something but anyway all all this about wordscapes all this hullabaloo just to say that you know i don't know what i'm trying to say actually (laughs) i was i was really with you and then i got distracted no i I was like 70 year old man i was with it too and then i actually forgot what my point was but that's okay. Oh, 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 you were saying it's nice to, like, live your life and know that, like, you don't have to always tap into the... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Brought me back to my train of thought. All right, guys, we have reached the seventh inning stretch. So get up, refresh your beverage, and get ready for part two of Mixology Secrets with Nate. This one is fall-themed. Nate, take it away. First off, thank you again, Lily, for reaching back out. And hello again to the Gumptioneers. More than happy to share some of my favorite fall cocktail recipes here. Um, I know that people come from different levels of skill when it comes to making drinks at home. So I wanted to take the shaker tin out of the equation here uh, and, make, and just stick to something simple that everyone can make. So uh, the first recipe I wanted to talk about is a hot toddy. Real simple, it's hot water, honey, lemon, and bourbon. Uh, if you want to get technical with the mounts, I would say boil, you know, one to two cups of hot water. Uh, first add in honey to the bottom of a thermos or a mug, add in the hot water on top of that. Uh, squeeze a wedge of lemon in there, add yourself a shot or two of bourbon, whatever you're comfortable with. And then as far as garnishes, it's really 
open as far as uh, what, what you can add in here. Uh, I personally like another thin slice of lemon and like a cinnamon stick. I know other people like cloves. A fun alternative that people have also added is the incorporation of a choice of tea uh, into this as well to add a little extra flavor to round things out a little bit. Uh, but if you're comfortable with things being a little bit more acidic from the lemon kind of dominating uh, the, the beginning of the evolution of each sip, then roll with it. Um, the second drink I wanted to talk about is known as a Boulevardier. And if you're like me in California and it still stays above 70 degrees through the winter, this is a good alternative because this one is still served over ice, but again, you don't need a shaker tin for it. Uh, you can build this right in the glass that you're planning to drink out of, and it's an equal ratio of bourbon, again, uh, Campari, which is a bitter red Italian liqueur that's actually made from dried out orange peels, among a ton of other botanicals and whatnot. Uh, the exact recipe is still kept under secret from the family who runs the company, which is pretty interesting in this day and age. but. Um, I digress. So it's bourbon, Campari, and then sweet vermouth, which is a substance that also is commonly found in uh, the Manhattan, the La Louisiane, and I also want to say the uh, Vieux Carré. So um, it's, it's basically a fortified wine added with other botanicals. Um, it might be bitter to people who aren't familiar with this kind of palate before, but I would highly encourage those who are interested in getting out of their comfort zone to go ahead and give it a crack. Best of luck out there to any gumptioneers who are daring enough to try out these recipes. So your podcast is called In Good News. Yes. And I mean, obviously we know the canonical like good news definition, but what does that mean to you? Why you picked the name and everything? Yeah, personally, like, I believe in gospel and my favorite thing about the gospel is that like it's supposed to be a message of hope and like that is just so like I love that it's like good news like oh my gosh there's this news of hope and yeah. so um, I feel like I just whenever I'm talking about anything I'm like oh my gosh you want to hear this really cool thing that happened and that's just good news I like sharing one it's play on words because gospel good news then two I usually talk about shout out to God right now because this just happened and like, that's cool <laughs> and then I always like to incorporate something really good happening in the world it's usually related to the environment because I'm obsessed with the environment so I'm like oh, you hear that this is happening right now that's so cool which hopefully one day I'll be able to talk about more than just <laughs> stuff climate change but <laughs> I really think it's a nice culmination of my actual personality but it's true to the faith I'm talking about so that's nice that's awesome I love that all those different things factored into the name too because on a basic level like names of art or poems or podcasts or the way that we represent them to the world and market them and I think people just need good news right now. Like, that's one thing I always am looking for. So yeah. you just were like, this is this is a good space. It's a real space, but, you know, we're not going to bog you down with everything. Yeah, seriously. Wow. Trying at least. Which also, so your idea of gumption, I'm sorry to keep being like... Oh, that's okay. Really, I'm obsessed with your life. But <laughs> um, you choosing gumption... Um, for so many reasons, especially it being based on the holiday, which I love that movie. Yes! And I love the soundtrack, Hans the Zimmer. The score is so good. It's so good. Most people do not know that Hans Zimmer did the score for that movie. But he's amazing. Right? Okay, he's I'm so, so glad good. someone appreciates I knew you would appreciate that. <laughs> I think about, like, when I told my mom about your podcast, she was like, like the song in the holiday? And I was oh like, yes, because we're obsessed with that score. Oh, so, that makes me so happy. 
I'm going to put you on the spot here. Ooh. How have you gotten confidence and faith in yourself to start a podcast or to do new things and, you know, just branch Ooh. out? It's a good question. Wow. Really making me think. The biggest thing is I had this whole dilemma in high school when I took AP chemistry, the worst experience of high school for me. I actually um, remember she used to hate that so much. Oh, it was just so, it was so bad. And, oh, it was so bad. And there was like other stuff going wrong too, but it was like all of this happened at one time. And I started like very transparent. I started having panic attacks. And it was like just the worst time. Yeah. And I got super, super angry with God because I was like, I don't do anything that I'm not supposed to. I do everything like by the textbook. I'm a real follower. I'm nice to people. What's going on? Like, why am I so unhappy right now? Why, why isn't school easy anymore? It was just like a bunch of stuff, a lot of blaming God. And in that time, I like to say God was very kind to me because he was like, yeah, I hear you, but think of, how much beauty you have in your life why are you putting your worth on how you're performing in these classes if the way that you're making people feel or this world that you live in and have created have so much more depth to you you know than like this class you're taking yeah and I was like oh okay (laughs) um, also a lot of like mediation and working through like anxiety and panic attacks. And a lot of this is stemmed from you not being kind to yourself and you practice being kind to other people. You think you're failing, who's judging your failure, wow. you know? Yeah, that just like hit me on another level, man. Yeah. I... Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was a very life-changing moment in my faith where it was like, why am I framing so much of, so many of my actions and so much of my worth based on these measurable things when these aren't the things that I think sustain me. Yeah. And when I shifted that mindset with God's help and kindness, it set me on this path where it was like, okay, well, like, what is feeding into me? What do I see beauty in? What does worth lie in to me? You know, I started trying to live like that. And my dad has this great saying where we may not be able to change the world for everyone, but the world you live in will always be the world you live in. So create your own. He ties it a lot to our faith, but I think it's just a good ideology to have. In my world, something that really helps is the way that I can have a relationship with God and that creates this world that I actually really want to live in. Wow, that's (laughs) that's an amazing answer, first of all. (laughs) I definitely relate to what you said about thinking, I'm doing everything right. Why does it seem like things are going wrong for me? And I feel like everyone has hit that point at some point in their life. I try to do so much for other people, especially in high school too. That was like my thing. But then I would feel sad and like upset with things and wondering why I was doing things for everyone else and not myself. Yeah. And it's hard. It's a balance because you don't want to be selfish, but also, you know, the devoting everything to other people and never making time for yourself is obviously not going to sustain you either. So draining. (laughs) We've both been there. It's like, no way. It does take that recognition of, like, you're a person too, and you deserve kindness too, like everyone else. And sometimes you have to convince yourself of that, even though it's so easy to do that for other people. It's like a weird balance. But I also love the philosophy that you have an influence (laughs) on the things that other people in your immediate circle 
feel and see and can imagine based on how you are. And I think if a lot more people believe that, the world would be a really beautiful place. Not that it isn't already, but just people think that nothing they do matters sometimes. And and I would say I disagree with that. So Absolutely. I completely disagree with that. Even on the smallest scale, just being kind to like, the earth and your family it does so much because that's really like that's how you're remembered and also one of my things is like i always make this joke with my sisters when they say something shady to me i'm like does my quality of life not matter to you but like (laughs) (laughs) i like genuinely think that's really important to think about when you're doing things or talking to people it's like actually like, does this contribute to my quality of life like, yeah and on the oh. other side of that too I've been in situations where like people haven't been treating me the way I feel either that I treat them or that I would like to be treated it's like yeah why would I spend time with someone who doesn't respect my quality of life like, yeah I'm gonna yeah, consider I'm happy. that yeah I'm happy watch to watch your back watch what you say to me because <laughs> if it's not contributing to my quality of life you're out of here yeah but I think it's a good way to live and also I think contributes to our friendship because I genuinely think like every time I talk to you (laughs) and spend time with you it's like the obviously my quality of life is improved and it's not like dampered in any way you know because you only want the best for me there is something to be said for Someone that you met when you were gawky and 14 and... LOL. You know, <laughs> I'm just picturing in my mind that one photo we took in the athletic center. Oh, I know exactly which one. You posted it on Instagram. It was so bad. Like, we were just so... Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and, like, those girls in there, they're still in us now, but, like... It's the fact that we were able to be real with each other at that time, and now we've grown up and... Thank God, neither of us look like that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, keeping that alive and also, you know, knowing which parts to let grow. We were even just talking about how, like, our high school selves, like, we're so, so happy we grew past the things that confined us then and the way that we behaved then. All right, my listeners, you know I love to ask each and every one of my guests for a piece of advice that they would give to the audience. So this is what Miss Ariana had to say is her advice for you guys. Hmm, if I had advice, if you were to listen to my advice. um... Well, they better. If they're listening (laughs) this far, like, you better stay for the advice. (laughs) Um, One piece of advice I would say is, like, don't confine your own experiences or anyone else's to what you've already seen interesting can you expand on that a little bit i'm curious yeah of course so a good example that's actually faith-based is even better (laughs) um, so i'm not jewish but i love the jewish faith i think it's really cool and it's so interesting it's so interesting just uh very rich and I have these had these friends that well I'm still friends with them but they <laughs> um, lived in this town that my college was in and they did Shabbat every Friday and they also did Passover and Passover this past year happened to be the same night as Good Friday oh wow and so that's like Good Friday is like holy to me but Passover is like holy to them yeah and they were like you want to come like that would be really cool and I went and the way that we were able to celebrate both the Jewish faith and like my Christian faith was just 
it was just very cool. Like, I didn't really confine them. Like, oh, you could never, like, understand the basis of what Good Friday would mean to me. The same way they're like, well, like, Passover is, like, one of our holiest holidays. And we don't think that you could really understand all the traditions and rituals and all this stuff. And it was just, it was really cool. And so, I don't know, that's one, one moment of many that I think not confining myself or them was able to push us both towards like something really beautiful that I'll always remember. I'll probably always share that with people. The wow. stuff I learned there, I'm like, I always tell people now, like, guess what I did at Passover? That sounds like such an amazing experience. And I've always loved learning about other faiths too. I think it's so interesting to see the similarities and the differences and like how other people conceptualize that stuff. So that's a great example. I wasn't sure if it was going to land, so I'm really oh, yes. happy it did. No, it totally landed. <laughs> Consider it landed. I have zest and appetite and I like food. I've been lying awake in there thinking about food and now I'm going to have it. Okay, guys, hear me out. Something I always like to say is that all of the media you consume, whether it's movies, TV shows, books, poems you read, that is all part of your diet. I don't mean diet in the sense of like you're trying to cut the carbs. I mean, these are the things that you're bringing into your life and into your mind every single day. And I think it's worth definitely putting more thought and intentionality into that. So I'm going to introduce a little something called the gumption diet, where I ask all of our guests to give us recommendations of what they've been digging into lately. And here's what Ariana said about that. Absolutely. So I... I'm gonna go with books because books have been consuming my life right now. Love that. And just such a, it's so funny when you're older and you like return to your old hobbies and like you're like, why didn't I just do this? That's so relatable, especially with reading. Absolutely. Now I read way too much, especially to have a full time job. (laughs) Like, ooh. Um, (laughs) I actually put read ten pages on my to do list every single day. No way. Which is like so dorky, but I. Oh my gosh, I love that. Wait, I'm gonna steal that. So I'm reading the A Court of Thorns and Roses series right now. I'm on book two. Ooh, um, who's the author? Sarah J. Mass. Okay. And so this is I want to say this about this woman. So I read her Throne of Glass series before this because. Our friend, Elaine, like tricked me into reading this book. And the first one was like, okay, like it was good. Like I'll keep reading. I didn't Uh like the second one. And then the third one, I don't know what happened, but it took over my life. And I read books three, four, five, six, and seven within a three month span. (gasps) And these are like 700 to 900 pages. Girl! (laughs) Okay, I'm actually just impressed that someone is physically capable of doing that because I'm a very slow reader. So to me, that's like... Wow. Well, it was, this is how obsessed I was, Lily, because I would <laughs> read the book, and then if I had to drive somewhere, I got the audiobook, so I would listen to what I was missing. Not the audiobook! <laughs> and then I would do whatever I was, then on the way back, do the audiobook, and then go back to the book when I was home. It was, like, really taking over my life. So then I was like, I can't read this woman's writing ever again, because apparently I am get addicted to it. And then I was hanging out with Elaine. <laughs> two weeks ago and she was like you really should read this series it's like better than the throwing a glass and I was like I okay like I'm, I'm gonna put it on my list so I started that week and then I finished it in like <laughs> three days and I texted her this book ruined my life again and so now I'm on book two and I'm almost fin- I'm like I would say like 80% done okay and um there's 
three more after this, Lily, and I can't afford to keep reading these. Oh my god. While trying to work during the day. Like, all I think about are these characters. So. That's how you know it's a good book, when you actually care more about what happens to the character than what <laughs> happens in your own life. You're like, wow, I really hope I really hope he makes the move. <laughs> no, <literally>. Meanwhile, <laughs> typing at your nine to five job. And- literally working on Excel sheets, and I'm like, what are he's doing right now? Yeah, that's unfortunately um well that's a great recommendation then i'll have to check it out myself and knowing elaine and how much she reads i would take any recommendation so good she has the best taste the best taste like most of the things that i'm into either i found out we both mutually were or were her recommendation like (laughs) shout out elaine we miss you she also crochets so if anyone ever needs something crocheted like a garment or a little hat for their pet like she did for monty yeah um hit her up i guess i should link her something in there i don't know (laughs) no definitely wait what have you now i'm curious watching well (laughs) i don't know if you've watched only murders in the building yes okay okay Isn't it so good? It's so good. First of all, I love Steve Martin and Martin Short. They are so funny. So funny. Classic comedy. I've always loved like Father of the Bride, Cheaper by the Dozen, all those movies. Yeah. But the the combo of them together, plus Nathan Lane as like the straight mobster character oh. is too much. And Selena Gomez, you know, I was a Wiver- Wiver's, Wizards <laughs> of Waverly Place kid. I always knew that she could outact everyone on Disney Channel. Yes! And so now the show is really proving it. Yep. If you're into murder mystery, comedy, just witty, clever humor, and also New York, there's so (laughs) many quirks about it that I feel like the show really captures. So that would be my recommendation. Because it's suspenseful enough, but it's lighthearted. Like, I'm not scared watching it, you know? Yeah. And that's saying something, because I get scared very easily. Same! That's why I really like the show. Which what? is also surprising why I like you, because I like hate scary stuff. But for some reason, I, I thought can you watch were it. saying like me. Oh my god, no! The and TV I, show. <gasps> oh I was like, god, am I no. that scary? That is so funny. No, no, I really liked you as well. You know, shocking the show. <laughs> yeah. It did take a turn because the first season, I remember all I could think about was he reminded me so much of his character in Gossip Girl. Same. I was like, that's Dan. I was like, Humphrey. it's Dan. <laughs> now, now it's like, it's Joe Goldberg, but I'm scared of him. I'm terrified. And yeah, season three was extra scary. I don't, I don't know if I could do season four. Yeah. The scene where he cuts off his fucking toe or that something. That was too much for me. I, I couldn't deal with that. And also love is crazy too. I was just going to say when love does like every single one of her murders in season three was like too much for me. Like I was yeah. like, oh, oh, I got to turn this. Pause it, it. It really makes me concerned for the writers of the show. Absolutely. Like, how do you keep topping yourself with who's crazier and how they think, especially when they have the voiceover of the psychology? Yes. How do you think of that? That is concerning. Like, I'm scared for their wives and children. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That is a great point. And now I'm going to be stressed out about that, Lily. Like, these people, I, I hope they're safe. <laughs> yeah, I hope. Like, are you okay? Writers of you, please weigh in. Please weigh in. Guys, thank you so much for listening to episode six of Gumption the Podcast. I am Lily, your host, and I've been so happy to have you. I hope you do something spiritual, some kind of spiritual practice for yourself this week. Make sure you guys show some love to Ariana and her podcast, In Good News. That's at In Good News Podcast on Instagram and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcast, In Good News, with an exclamation mark. And I'll see you next time on my lucky number episode seven. Love you guys. Bye.